Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's rock and roll. It's your show, not mine. I just feed to the microphone. What a game. You just heard Binkley and Therese. I don't know. I've never had macaroni and cheese at my Thanksgiving, but uh, not against it. Oh, it's, it's a good addition. I'm just as cliche as they come. I guess I'm just a suburban guy. Green bean casserole, stuffing or dressing. I don't know the difference. Uh, turkey. There's a difference. Is there? Somebody on the text line will let you know about Man, it. Man, I haven't. And that's I've how you segue to the Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line. 913-576-7610. Red Reaction Show from our friends at Olate the Ford Lincoln. Nick Price, Dusty Likens, 610 Sports Radio. Like I said, you just heard Jay Binkley and Therese Paler. Awesome stuff. Uh, both those guys, they know their stuff, man. And when they talk, you listen. Before then, Mitch Holtis. Mitch Holtis had a lot of fun. Talked to him literally at the in-between shows. He kind of opened my eyes to last night about some stuff that we can talk about. Here tonight on the Red Reaction Show. Again, if you want to call in, 913-576-7610. It's been a couple weeks. Had some uh, protocols we had to follow. Had a bye week. Can't really react to a bye week unless you want to talk about the Masters, which nobody really wanted to do that. Be easy, Bink. And we're back. And this is a fun week to be back because last night was a game that in many ways kind of checked me. And I, I think it kind of checked Nick Price too. And again, you can call in, react to it. Uh, 913-576-7610 um, here on 610 Sports Radio. The thing is, is last night was, was a game that kind of opened my eyes into two different settings, Right. And maybe it did to yours too. But if you think about it in this regard, we'll talk about Mahomes first. Because I'm talking to Mitch Holtis in, in, in the lobby or the bullpen, whatever we call it, after he does the Chiefs Kingdom show that you can hear every, every Monday night following the Chiefs game at 6 o'clock following the drive with Carrington Levine. And I just look at him and I'm just like, how do you get at the end of the game with the best quarterback and 87 and 10 are wide open in the end zone? And he breaks it down basically the way that Mitch Holtis should. And he says, he says it very simplistically. He says, well, I watched it again because where I'm impressed, which is, I guess, in the amateur eyes, because Mitch Holtis has been doing this for years, is that what nobody was talking about really is that Mahomes threw that touchdown on one foot yeah, from like 30 yards out and, on he the just, run. and slung it. And I'm like, how do they get open? And Dan, I'm going to get to your call here in a second. Again, anybody can call. It's your show, not mine. 610 Sports Radio, Red Reaction, 913-576-7610. Your show, not mine. And uh, that's a new thing we're going to start doing, Nick. 
Um, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he says to me, he goes, well, the thing that nobody noticed is that when Mahomes comes out, the entire time that he's running around the corner and looks for the play, he never looks at Kelsey. Not once. Never even looks at Travis Kelsey. The whole time he's staring at Tyree Kill. Hence why the corner is in the middle of the two. And why the corner is kind of favoring Tyreek Hill. And the reason Kelsey's wide open, and this will make you all smile in your cars or in your houses right now, because the fact that Mahomes isn't looking at Kelsey, Jonathan Abram, who's supposed to be covering Kelsey, is coming in for the kill shot. Because that's what he does. He is a, he's good. He's I, he's a good villain. That's what he is. He's a, good, he's a Negan from The Walking Dead. You hate to like him, but you like to hate him. And... He's coming after Mahomes because Mahomes' eyes are locked in. So not only has Mahomes killed somebody to start without even showing you, silenced him, all of a sudden there's Kelsey throws to strike, and at the very last second, he switches his angle from Hill to Kelsey, and in the meantime, he's throwing off one foot, not even showing the guy, and in a split second, kills the game, and it's over. That's Patrick Mahomes. Dan and KCK, go ahead. Hi, Nick. Hi, hi uh, Dusty. How you doing? It was a great win, but I'm really surprised. I thought the Chiefs would pound the Raiders, you know, really. But the, the defense did show up at the end, you know, with Dirty Dan with, with their big interception. And uh, what do you think of the pass rush? Do you think, uh, I wonder where Frank Clark and Chris Jones, I thought they were going to get at least four sacks apiece. What do you think about that? Yeah, Dan, thanks for the call. We'll react to the pass rush in the next segment. I promise. Because it is something uh, to question when it comes to the Raiders. Because Derek Carr wasn't hit last night. No. And he wasn't sacked, but what, once in the first game or at all? None. I'm not even sure about that. But and in I that mean, game, he wasn't sacked at all. They kept showing it, too, on the broadcast last night. If you were watching on TV, uh, they were showing about how Mahomes was getting the ball out within two and a half seconds. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr, he was just holding on to the ball all night. Right. He was standing in the pocket for five, six, seven seconds at a time. So, I mean, that's something that we're going to touch on it. But that little, you know, little concern there. But... When you're talking about that play at the end of the game, Dusty, right. it's really that that dual threat that Mahomes does have. I mean, everybody talks about his arm all the time, but when he starts coming up there, and not only that, but then playing the defense with his eyes, just playing him like a fiddle out there, he's making it seem like he's going to Tyreek, but then he's coming up, and that's what brings Abram in. And then, like you said, last second, flips it over to Kelsey, and he kind of threw it on the inside too. I mean, he put it to where only Kelsey could get that ball, not that there were – Right. Many guys around it. They were doing a good job of socially distancing sure. on that play. But, nice. I mean, just incredible, man. It's incredible. And we kind of come to expect this now. It's And, yeah, that's and that's a good point. Because the best thing about this game that we were talking about before is that everyone reacted to the bus story and why these two teams can't get along. And, and I, I went on Sunday morning on Bink's show and filled in for Jay Binkley, as you obviously know that he's had one hell of a 48 hours. And the thing that's crazy about this is that in order for me to know that there is a rivalry, you have to have lots of heartbreak on one side and, or, or you have to have a back and forth battle consistently. Like one team has to just absolutely get embarrassed for a long, long time or one team wins and the other team wins. One team wins and the other team wins. So there's always a switching back and forth of who has bragging rights and who has control of who says what. And 
For one, the Raiders have never been competitive with the Chiefs. Yeah, they beat them when they had the Khalil Mack game and in Oakland, and they beat them in, in Arrowhead when there was only 16,000 fans and it was a nice sunny day for Derek Carr. And maybe we'll get to some respect values and, and we'll get to this pass rush question, but you know, before that, Dan mentions, you know, it is crazy to watch, you know, 15 and all that. And when you think about it from your perspective as a Chiefs fan, you see 15 and you become you know, this this guy that sits back and says to yourself, you know, holy cow, um, I'm not used to seeing this. And you begin to get cocky with it, right? Like, because I can tell you honestly, like last night watching the game with the lady on the couch, seeing this game happen and fold between our eyes, I'm looking at myself going, he has a minute 38 left. Like, that's way too much time. And like you said, all we needed was three. Yeah. And so you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, okay, Chiefs just need three points. Mahomes has got almost two minutes to do this. I've seen this story before. But then try to flip it and and think about what other fans are thinking. Like, you've seen how players sit on the bench when 15 has the ball and the game is, is, is unfolding underneath their eyes. Like, you've seen those looks of when they played, like, the Titans or when they played the Ravens or any team like Denver when they play them, they came back from behind in that Monday night game. And you think to yourself, okay, Wonder what it's like to be the other guy. And you see how those, you feel kind of like how a Chiefs fan was when they played John Elway. And that's how this rivalry starts. And then the other way is when Mahomes never looks at Kelsey and it's 24 who's always talking and always trying to be that guy to lay a late, kind of borderline late hit. Like he had one on the sidelines last night where you're like, you know, back up a bit. And he's always in somebody's face. And you see that happen, like, that's how this fireworks show starts. That's what you want to see. Not somebody being like, oh, take another lap. That's not what I want to see. You want to see the smack talk in the middle of the ring. And that's what happened. I thought I saw a little bit last night. And again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But that's where the Mahomes thing can start to pile up for Vegas. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, the the Raiders got a little bit of bragging rights after that win in Arrowhead. And then, I mean, let's give them credit, too. They played a hell of a game. I right. mean, they played well enough to beat the Chiefs last night, and they beat the Chiefs through 58 and a half minutes. But, Dusty, this is the first time in my life that I've really felt the whole Raider Week thing. I've never really felt that before. I'm 26 years old. I've never felt that before because, like you said, it's always been so lopsided, but there haven't been those little one-offs where, you know, the Raiders got the Chiefs or anything like that or vice versa. It's always been, you know, one team's bad and one team's okay and then just kind of flip-flop every five years. But... Now it looks like, I'm not saying that the Raiders are ready to take over the AFC West or really challenge the Chiefs every single year in, year in and year out, but it seems like we got some competition here in the AFC West, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun watching that. Yeah, and the thing also is, is after watching that game and realizing that 15 is who he is as a quarterback, he's going to continue to be that moving forward, so young, 25 the other thing that if you're going to be a humble sports fan, you got to give Oakland, I'm sorry, Las Vegas credit. Mm-hmm. Like they're a team that got a lot of talk when they got rid of Khalil Mack and they've won that trade. As much as you want to hate on, on the Las Vegas Raiders, as much as you want to say that, you know, John Gruden and, and Mayock, what they did was stupid at the time. It's paying off because 24 is good. 28 is good. That defense is young. That defense is trying to be built to stop a immovable object that is what they saw last night. And trust me, when they when they lose these games, that's when the passion will come out in the draft. 
Because when they lose these games, I mean, just imagine playing such a perfect football game for four quarters and the last minute and 38, it's gone. And that's it. And like, I get it. Like, this is what also brings in rivalries is the fact that you can always just be like, ah, it's fine. Like, you could trump the card. You can just be like, I have, uh, we, you know, this team has Patrick Mahomes. So until you have that, that guy, then I don't want to hear about it because I don't have to worry about anything. And that's what's so much different about this Chiefs team versus this Raiders team is that now the Chiefs have a quarterback that they got that they're going to have for many years to come and the other teams in the division have to sit back and say, if you give him the ball with this much time, you're not winning the game, which is what they dealt with when they had to play guys like Elway. And maybe a little bit, not really Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers was a little bit with the charge. Like if you yeah. gave Phillip Rivers a chance, he I would mean, come back when, in his young prime and he'd get you. He was a, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback and he'd beat you. And the Chiefs always had to deal with that. And now the shoe's on the other foot. You know what that side feels like, and now you know what the other side feels like. And with the Raiders, like the Raiders are literally built to stop one team, and that team is the Chiefs. The Raiders are 6-4. and four. They only bring their – if they brought their best game out like they do against the Chiefs every single time, this Raiders team's probably a little bit better than 6-4. and four. I agree. I'm, and they damn near beat the Chiefs twice. I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I was going to say – we always clown on Mayock and Gruden in the draft right. and, you know, going out and getting like Clellan Farrell up in the top five and whatever. And everybody's like kind of scratching their heads looking at that. But man, they've done a pretty good job of being a bad matchup for this Chiefs team. They can, they've got Josh Jacobs and a good offensive line and they can really control the ball when they want to. But they also have that quick strike ability and they've shown it in the two games against Kansas City this year that they can go down the field and they can keep up with you and they can put up 30 something, 40 points. In order to keep up with you. And then also, I mean, their defense, yeah, they got shredded on the last drive, but a lot of teams do when 15's got the ball with under two minutes left. But they did a pretty good job of bottling up the big plays last night and making the Chiefs take those, you know, 12, 13 play drives and just burn all that clock and then get it back on the other side and keep the ball from Patrick Mahomes. So I got to give them a little bit of credit. Like they've done, I've always thought that they were pretty wild when it comes to the draft, but they've done a pretty damn good job. The pieces are starting to add up. We'll get to a little bit of pieces, speaking of that, with Andy Reid and others coming up next, or not next, and a, a little bit later on in the show. But to me, we've got to address this. If you want a rivalry, you have to accept what we saw last night, and there was a lot of it from a lot of guys. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. Back in on the Red Reaction Show. 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Smitty's Garage, Burgers, and Beer, text line 913-576-7610. It's not my show, it's yours. Same number, you can call in, 913-576-7610. Again, not my show, it's yours. I just try to get you to react and let me hear what you have to say. From the 816, you guys probably aren't old enough to remember, but Kenny Stabler used to get, used to guess, I guess this is just something, but I think he says, used to rip our hearts out. It's payback. Then from the 816, in all caps, Nick Price. 
We, the Chiefs, had 36 first downs. They still suck. Patrick carved them up. They're a cute 6-4 and four team. They're 6-4. and four. We'll react to those texts, but first, we got to Liberty with Hayes. Hayes, it's not my show, it's yours. Go ahead. What's up, Nick Price? What's up, Dusty? Love hearing you guys talk Chiefs. Hey, first off, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Sporting Kansas City coming off a big playoff win. There you go. Tim Milia, uh, baby. That was awesome. Um, my, my question is, you know, if the playoffs were to start today, uh, the Chiefs would have the two seed and the Raiders would have the seven seed. So we'd be playing the Raiders in uh, the in the first game. Um, is that the team that you want to see? I know if you're a coach or a player, I mean, you never want to lose on purpose. But, um, you know, as a fan, is that the team that you want to see or, or, or what's a matchup that you would you'd prefer? All right. Thanks for the call. Hayes and Liberty, 913-576-7610, Red Reaction Show. I mean, I wouldn't mind playing the Raiders again. It would make for great TV. Right. I mean, it's one and one, so you don't have, like, the disadvantage that everyone always, like, makes up where you beat a team twice. Can you beat them a third time? Hard to beat a team three times. It's it's a game of matchups, but you're talking about a team – right in the middle of a season where you're promised tomorrow as a Chiefs team that has played back-to-back years. They've gotten to the AFC Championship game. They've won a Super Bowl. They have such a drastic advantage of knowing what to do, when to do it during tough times because I say drastic because I'm telling you this. The Houston game changed this team for the future. When they played the Houston Texans at Arrowhead and came back from a 24-0 deficit, that changed this team forever. Then they did it against the Tennessee Titans, and they do it against the 49ers on the biggest stage in front of everyone in the world. And then they continue to just be dominant. So it's different, but yeah, there's no one I really fear in the playoffs right now. And if you're going to play Oakland, why not or the Las Vegas Raiders? I'm going to do that the rest of my life. If you play the Raiders in the playoffs, yes, it's a third time. The thing is, it would be, what? That was week 11, so we're going into week 12, so we still have five weeks left of the regular season. You wouldn't get a first-round bye, so it'd be six weeks away. I'm not afraid. I'd be okay with the matchup. I, I, two and a seven seed, it'd be the first time that the, Vegas, that the Raiders have been in the playoffs since forever. Gruden, Reed, again. Mahomes in the playoffs, first car in the playoffs. What are the playoffs going to look like? Are we going to bubble? Are they going to play this game at Arrowhead? If the game's at Arrowhead and it's freezing cold, absolutely give me the Raiders all day. Even Jay Binkley would hit that all the way home. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't want to sound like Kramer giving too much love to the Raiders or anything, but I don't really want to see the Raiders in the playoffs if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they've given you one game where they beat you and another game where they beat you almost all of the game. I mean, that's... That's just a tough matchup. Like, I'm looking at the playoff standings right now, and Cleveland is the sixth seed. Much rather see the Browns. I'd rather see the Titans, who are the current five seed. And then you got Baltimore sitting in that eight spot right now. Right. Chiefs seem to be a way better matchup against Baltimore than any other team is against Baltimore in the NFL. I mean, they just, it's just one of those matchup issues. And I don't know. I don't want to see the Raiders personally in the playoffs if you don't have to. Now, you know, entertainment-wise, rivalry-wise, all of that kind of stuff, absolutely. Bring it right. on. Like, that's going to be great for the NFL. It'll be great for the AFC West. It'll be great for both of these teams. But if we're just talking about 
who you think the Chiefs have the best chance about winning against, it ain't the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, see, it's tough. Right. But you get what I'm saying here, Dusty. Like, that's been the – they've given you two really tough games, and they are the reason for your only loss on the season. Otherwise, you've rolled everybody else. I'm not impressed with Cleveland and Tennessee – Kind of think that the Chiefs have their number. They can't really keep up. Right. And then, you know, Baltimore. And then if Miami somehow squeaks in, I'm not too afraid of them just because they're young. And, you know, you kind of saw what happened with Tua. Yeah, that was yes. weird. They were afraid their quarterback was going to get hurt, but they needed to come back and win. They're 6-4. and four. Almost had some Fitz magic, too. Love it. But, yeah, so I'm saying I don't want to see the Raiders. I don't want to see the Raiders unless we absolutely have to. And if we do, I'll be jacked about it because it's going to be an awesome week leading into that game and it's going to be an awesome game it's going to be great for the rivalry but mm-hmm. in general just not not rooting for that to happen anyway it's just interesting to me because i'm about just like passionate like sports stories that are fun and my goodness antonio brown six catches 40 yards tonight for the bucks so it looks like they're starting to open him up as we know who they play next week we'll get into that a little bit later but we react to to the text line as well when it comes to this being a true rivalry. And there's a lot of people, because the Chiefs fans are just, they go from age, I don't know, 6 to 76, right? There's there's a 70-year gap where you have where you have Chiefs fans, right? So, you know, some of us didn't grow up during Raider Week with Marty. I didn't really, I mean, I was too young to remember that. Same. Um, the biggest thing that I remember as a kid that I didn't like about the Raiders is that the Rich Gannon days. Because, you know, you 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 were taught by your father, at least I was, that it should have been Rich, not Elvis. And that sounds weird to say out loud, but everyone always thought that. And then you see Gannon go off and win an MVP, and all of a sudden it's like Chiefs are still haunted at quarterback. And here's this guy that was in our front yard that we could have had, and he's off winning an MVP, going to a Super Bowl that didn't really go too well. Now you can hear Rich Gannon on 610 Sports Radio every Wednesday at 4.30 on The Drive. And it's just, that's where it starts with me. And, you know, you you grow up watching guys like John Ritchie who are bloody all the time in the face, just a big bruiser fullback. Tim Brown was a great receiver. And the thing that's crazy about it now is that now the Chiefs are that team. And you see the text line, uh, the Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line, 913-576-7610, your show, not mine. And they say, I really wish words could describe my hatred for the Raiders. That rivalry never died in my mind. It's always been kill the Raiders. Then the 816, hell yes, bring it. A cold dead arrowhead, Derek Carr would melt. And it's stuff like that where when you, when you see these things and you consistently beat this team in this type of fashion, that's going to cause a rivalry because eventually the Raiders are going to get sick of it. And when I say this, did you not watch the game last night? Like, I get it. Tyree Kill is very colorful on the field. He does things that probably piss defenders off. But he's so damn good and he's so elite that it's almost like a respect value. And he was in the face with Jonathan Abram. And I love Jonathan Abram because he makes this team fired up. And if you fire up this Chiefs team, you are so screwed. I'm just being serious. Like, that's just the way it is. You did your victory lap. You lost. You talked a lot of crap last night. You lost. You talked smack, and how you lost is going to make you try to talk more smack. You lost. You haven't won the AFC West. You can't win the AFC West if 15 is there, and you know that. So you try to break a team down with your words. 
And when guys like Mahomes drive down the field, and like I said earlier, I'm sitting on the couch last night watching it with the lady. Straight up, this is going to be one of these Patrick Mahomes moments. I tweet, this is when he rips the hearts out of the Raiders. You can see it coming. So can they. It causes hatred. And guess what? Maybe they start something where they're like, it's Chiefs week. We go to Henry and KC. Not my show. It's yours. Hey, I had a question for you. Do you think that the reason that uh, uh, Juan Thornhill didn't play was because of Darren Waller? That was my question. Thanks for the call. Henry, I don't know. Because he only played 11 snaps last night, Juan Thornhill. I don't know if there was something they didn't like when it came to a matchup. But, I mean, last night, Darren Waller was the second best receiver on the field. Well, third. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were absolutely disgusting last night. Darren Waller couldn't be stopped. I mean, he made Tyron Matthew look like a rookie. Like, sometimes he made him look like a rookie, and it's just one of those things where I think when everybody compares tight ends in the NFL when it comes to Kelsey and Kittle, like, we got to stop sleeping on Darren Waller. Like, Darren Waller is somebody that if he can stay on this path, and they talked about a little bit how Kelsey kind of watches his game because it's kind of the same. I mean, I can't tell you that it's because he didn't play because he couldn't stop Darren Waller. I just think that they had to figure out a scheme or a defense, and it just didn't involve Thornhill. I can't imagine why that would be something that would happen like that, but I, that's just something I can't explain. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. I can't remember, but yeah. uh, the Andy Reid said that basically he kind of sees Thornhill as more of a situational guy right, right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's kind of a mismatch there, and they like Dirty Dan Sorensen going in there, closing the game last night, but... That's why you got three safeties on this roster, mm -hmm. and he's a young guy, too. He was kind of thrown into the role last year before he got hurt. And succeeded. And succeeded, definitely. But, you know, you've got enough depth at this point to where it's almost like, hey, maybe we'll uh, we'll just put him more in situations to succeed instead of going out there and putting him in a situation where he's going to get exposed. And as far as Darren Waller goes, man, that guy's good. He's on all my fantasy teams, but that guy's pretty good. No, he's, he's, def he's definitely their number one passing target when it comes to the Raiders offense and I can definitely see that being a mismatch that Andy Reid just didn't want to didn't want to deal with their spags and that's fine I mean that's again another way that Oak or the Las Vegas Raiders are trying to mimic what they always get beat by athletic tight end fast receiver and rugs they went out and got their captain on the defense that's how you start these rivalries man I'm just telling you it could get fun in the in the future and it could be a lot more fun moving forward for Chiefs fans because the Chiefs, they have a huge advantage. He's 19-3 and three now after the bye. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Thanks, Dusty. Oh, man, come on. I love you. Like, you're one of my guys. You're my guy. I think we'll know each other the rest of our lives. Is that weird to think about out loud? I know this is a reaction show, but is that weird to you? Are we having a moment right now? I hope so. Oh, um, we definitely will. I think so. I mean, I'm not going to go anywhere. Me neither. I hope, well, I, I don't know that for sure. I mean, I could get canned tomorrow. Um, I hope not. We just do a podcast or something. Yep. Then we can just do we just let it all out. Can't stop this. Won't stop. What's the longest streak you've had on Snapchat with somebody? Oh man. Really? They don't they don't get that long anymore. Oh, okay. No, back when I first got Snapchat, like when I was a child, 
Mm. They used to be pretty long. I don't know, like 50 days or whatever. Now, like, you'd be lucky if I see your Snapchat within three days that you sending it. We're going to change that. We're not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that to you. Oh, man. Red Reaction Show, 913-576-7610. Not my show. It's yours. It's yours. That's right. It's a new coinage. A new Kansas City staple, the Red Reaction Show, taking your calls every day after Chiefs games. I just want someone to call in pissed off. Like, I, was, I didn't want to see it, but I was telling myself last night and the lady, I said, if they lose, Monday night's going to be rough. Oh, and we'd probably get a record number of callers, though. Yeah, because... And probably you, listeners, too. What do you think would have been the top three complaints? Pass Defense, rush would, pass have, been, rush. Pass rush would yeah. have been number one. People probably would have been throwing Mahomes under the bus for no. that pick at the end of the first half. That's not on him, though. Like, 11 slipped. Yeah. 11 had a rough game. 11 would have been two. I think 11 would have been two. Mm-hmm. 11 definitely would have been number two. Ah, what would third bid? Probably sneak in something about clock management, like that not letting or, them score. That or Spags. Yeah. I feel like Spags would have taken, because I think. Well, clock management is just like the all-time fallback, right? Yeah, that's like saying he's, he's in like, mid-season form at spring training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But luckily for you, we don't have to do that Mm-mm. because the Chiefs beat the Raiders last night. They beat him 35-31. Mahomes, 34-45, 3-48, two touchdowns, one pick. Not his fault. Derek Carr, another good one. 23-31, 275, 3-1. No sacks. Mahomes, no sacks. The only thing that I was really kind of concerned about was, was it just me? Or was was Mahomes' jersey more dirty than Travis Kelsey's? He had a lot of grass stains on that. I mean, I get it. It was white. But I didn't like that. That was a little concerning to me that Mahomes' jersey was, and I get it, he's more mobile of a quarterback. He's going to get outside the pocket and roll around a little bit more than the average quarterback. But I was, it looked a little bit like there was too much, too much green for comfort on my, on my end watching that, that game. I agree. I also would have uh, liked to see a little bit more grass stains on Derek Carr last night. Yeah. Mm. We went to the break. Andy Reid. Is now 19 and 3 after bye weeks. I just really wish people, and I had Pete Sweeney on. Pete Sweeney's a fan of ours. He's a friend of our show. Text him in times that I probably shouldn't, and he responds. But he said this too. And everyone is saying that Andy Reid needs six rings to be in consideration as the best coach of all time. I disagree. And I know that Pete is very well respected and liked in this city, and I love Pete Sweeney. But I'll tell you this. I don't think Andy needs six rings to be considered the best coach of all time. Because Andy Reid, when this run is over with Mahomes, because Pete and I both agree on this. That people will say that, oh, the next guy up is Eric Bieniemy. Nah, the next guy up is Kafka, which I've on record as saying that. And maybe Kafka is the next guy on record and he sticks around forever. I don't think he will, but there's a chance. You really like it. But I think that Andy Reid is going to be with Patrick Mahomes for the next 10 years. I don't think Andy Reid's going anywhere. 
I don't think he wants to go anywhere because it's like we talked about earlier that I was talking with Mitch Holtis between shows. And the analogy that I gave was that, and you've done this before, I'm sure you have, Nick, where you've gotten a thousand-piece puzzle set, you put it on your kitchen table or some sort of table, and you put it together, and you're missing one piece to complete the picture. And that's exactly what Patrick Mahomes was for Andy Reid. And Mitch Holtz kind of went into it a little bit more in depth of what he's seen in conversations that he's had on how this, how this offense works. But it is kind of weird how Andy Reid has now established this new type of football that we're watching. Like he's got an offense that no one else does. He has an offense that no one else can do. And by the time that it's all over, then you will catch up to it. And by then, Andy Reid is in his 70s. He has four, five, maybe six, but at least I think three to five rings. Maybe not as much as Belichick. But by the time that you can catch up to Andy Reid, it's too late. And Andy Reid will continue to have these outlier-ish type numbers like 19 and 3 after the bye or 36 and 7 against the division. It's astronomically weird that Andy Reid has this much going on and it's kind of like when Phil Jackson got all these pieces and got his Scottie Pippen, got his Jordan, got his Rodman or had his Kerr, had his Kukoc, had his Longley, whatever you want to call it. It's like you couldn't run anything against them and beat them. You just sat back and you're just like, there's always going to be a guy. And you saw that in the game against the Raiders. There's just always going to be a guy. And I think if Andy Reid gets three Super Bowl rings, if Andy Reid gets three Super Bowl rings, he's in contention and should be in contention as considered the best coach of all time. How many of Belichick's coaches failed? Almost all of them. Vrabel's been great. How many of Andy Reid's coaches have failed? Not many. Not many. They all have that story, the Andy Reid coaching tree, and the list is crazy. Andy Reid's never been under scrutiny for sneaking a camera into somebody's practice or being a real cheese Richard when it comes to fans. Like, Andy Reid's a sweetheart. You want to hug Andy Reid. You don't want to hug Bill Belichick because it looks like he smells. And he's angry. Now, I know that doesn't account for being the best coach of all time, but predecessors to me do. Winning records do. Bill Belichick doesn't have Tom Brady, and look how tough it's starting to become. Andy Reid's got his quarterback now, and look what he's doing. To steal a line from Michael Jordan, the ceiling is the roof. My guy, Big T. Not my show, it's yours. Go ahead. Hey, Dirty Werewolf in the house. What's up? Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Uh, so my call, I'm going to start with, uh, you know, I grew up, I was pretty little when they won the, you know, went to the first Super Bowls. I remember uh, Lenny D and Livingston. And, but, man, you guys in the millennium, growing up right now, I know you can't help when you were born, but just shut up about our defense. Be safe. We Like you said, Dirty Werewolf, we got the Michael Jordan, the Tiger Woods, the John Elway, all wrapped into one on our team now. I grew up watching, you know, Kenny, who was okay, but we had a crap team and Fuller and Craig and Croyle and just on and on and on with, with so many turds. And, and it's just like we got Patrick Mahomes now. Be thankful for the next 10 to 12 years 
we got a guy who you saw what he did last night to the Raiders. He carved them up. And that's many uh, carvings coming. And thanks last night for the carve-up, Patrick. I felt like I got an early Thanksgiving present. present. And keep doing what you're doing. And everybody just calm down about the defense. You can only put your money so many places because of the cap. I know it's Bigfoot. And they say, oh, there ain't no cap. But there is rules to follow. We will build the D. The D will come. But if we score 30, nobody's beating us. Nobody's beating us. So be thankful that you got a guy who does what he does to the other teams. It's not worried about our defense. The other, the rest of the league should be shaken about what, what's Patrick Mahomes going to do to our defense. And as always, let's go Kansas City Chiefs. Big fan. Big fan of that guy. Not really millennials' faults. Uh, yeah, we're always getting blamed for everything. Dude, my dad is so dramatic watching these games. Like, he texts me after the first, nah, the second touchdown, when it was 14 14, and he's just like, well, it looks like the defense didn't learn anything. And I think that's when it came into my mind where I was just like, you know what? These games are now going to be dogfights. Like, I was, like, I was working the other job, and I was like, we got to get home. We got to get home before half. We got to get home. It's halftime. Let's get out of here. We got we got a long night ahead of us, and we did. As as people that watch these games, you watch this, Kansas City fans. These Raiders are no joke. But know that you got this moving forward. You have Andy Reid. You have the best tight end in football. You have the best quarterback in football, and you have the second best wide receiver in football. Andy Reid's in his prime right now, and I know that sounds weird, but he is. He needed that one puzzle to fit the puzzle. They needed that one puzzle piece to fit the puzzle. He's got it. He's done it. And he's moving forward with it. And he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So, might be tough games ahead. But there's going to be a lot of winning coming forward. It's halftime with the Rams and the Bucks. Chiefs fans, you play one of these teams next week and you know it's not the Rams. We'll talk about that next. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. Final segment of the Red Reaction Show. Myself, Dusty Likens, you are the sweet sounds of her introducing this. And Nick Price, who is continuing to grow out his hair. I've never seen anyone's bit emoji be more spot on than yours. I'm just saying. I, you know, I've been doing a good job of keeping it up to date, keeping it realistic for the people, you know, because yeah. like I said, I only open my Snapchats like once a week. So every once in a while you check in, you're like, man, Price is growing his hair out. A simple nice. thank you would have been nice. <laughs> thank you. You're up. Oh, boy. Bruce Arians is really, is really trying to pull that Andy Reid mask. Out. Mm-hmm. We talked about Andy Reid last segment, the big teddy bear, the nice guy, the guy that I don't think needs six rings to be considered the greatest coach of all time. I think he needs maybe two more. I also thought it was silly when people were like, he needs at least one Super Bowl to get into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of Hall of Fame, sit back and watch Travis Kelsey. That's your next Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if there's anybody. Is there anybody above Antonio Gates? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, Gates will make it for sure. I don't know if Gates will be a first ballot. Kelsey what about will. Gronk? Gronk's still in the game. Yeah. I don't know how long I mean, he's like, going to follow Tom. 
I mean, he's younger. He's the than, same age as Kelsey, right? I thought he was younger. Is I thought he? Gronk was like 30. Isn't Kelsey 31 or maybe Gronk's like 29? No. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. I know Kelsey's 31. His birthday's in September. That's weird that I know that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, sit back, relax, watch. They're You're both 31. Both 31? Nice. Yeah. Who's older, though? Uh, Gronk. Nice. That's why you're here. Mm-hmm. Because I suck. That's why they pay me the big bucks. That's right. <laughs> good at Google. Yep. Oh, that's good. Uh, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles are on Monday Night Football right now. Tampa Bay is the Chiefs' next opponent. Again, red reaction show uh, from our friends at Olathe the Ford Lincoln. Thanks for listening in tonight. Thanks for the calls. Big T. Waiting to hear from you, Neil and Lone Jack, Batman, all you guys out there. Your show, not mine. Not my show. You got eight yours. minutes left. That's you right. got time. You got your time to get up here. Time's yours. Yeah. Steal another saying from another guy that we just talked about. Get Andy Reid 19-3 and after the bye. He seems like he's got an offense that is so far beyond an elite that anybody else in the NFL, that by the time you catch up to him, it's already going to be uh, too late. And you're going to be like, oh, that's what he was running. Maybe. But next week is fun, right? Next week is a 325 start. You get Nance. You get Romo. Uh, CBS. But don't worry about that because you can listen to every game on 106.5 The Wolf. Be sure to listen to Post Game with Jay Binkley. That poor guy. That man was on air until 2 in the morning last night and then did a four-hour show and then did the Therese Paler show from 7 to 8 tonight. I finally understand why the man <laughs> drinks so many bangs. <laughs> that's just weird to say out loud. Yeah. Nice the, energy. The people know, yeah. though. Yeah, no, that's true. The guy lives off bangs, and you know why? He's the hardest-working man in sports radio. That's no for sh- no, 100%. No like, they kick him out of here. Like, go home. Like, you know, when you can't get a dog to go outside and they're just like laying, putting all the dead weight on the floor? That's Binkley. In the studio. That's right. But next week is Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay or whatever you want to call it. I'm not calling it Tampa Bay. Nobody does. No. Oh, there's, well, some do. Not to give any names. But Who? I'm not going to do, do that. Who says that? That's friendly fire. I can't do that. You're not going to bait me. Morning show. Um, but... The thing is, is that I'm when I look at what Tampa Bay delivers, I feel like if this Tampa Bay team was this team next year, I'd be a little bit more feared about saying that I'm confident in that game next week. Because at 325 on Sunday, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers will play each other. And it's going to be a good game. Tampa Bay's defense is not surprisingly good, and, and everyone's going to start talking about it tomorrow because they'll react to this game on Monday night a little bit. There won't be much to be worried about. And then they'll start talking about Mahomes and Brady and how this is the what fourth installment. Mahomes played him at Arrowhead. He's played him at New England twice and Arrowhead once, right? They beat him at, or no, Arrowhead twice. No, that's not right. They played him in the AFC Championship game. They played him. They played him twice that first year. Yep. 
And then they played him last year in the regular season. So he's played him three times. Yeah. And he's beat him twice. Yeah. Right? No. No. Once. But they're going to bring up that rivalry again or that passing of the torch story again. And it'll be interesting to see how much different it looks that he's no longer in the Patriot system. It's a travel game, but you shouldn't be in fear of Tampa Bay. I mean, Jared Goff, from what I've seen, has been pretty decent tonight. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Now, he does have a little bit of options on the outside with Cup and Bob Woods, but Tampa Bay's main objective is to not give up anything to running backs. Well, that's fine. Chiefs don't really utilize their running backs that much. Now, Clyde had a good game last night, and Bell had a touchdown, but the Chiefs are just going to try to beat you with their scheme that Andy Reid runs, and it's an offense that nobody else does and nobody else gets, and that's why there's always a guy. So Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Barber, all these guys, Gronk, they're nice names, but it doesn't mean squat, and I don't really give a rip if they're not having the same chemistry as the Chiefs. Like in a year where COVID has just completely messed up everything, the Chiefs brought everybody back for this reason. Tampa Bay went and changed everything, and they're still kind of on this weird pendulum of, is it good, is it not? They get shut out by the Saints, and then they go out and score 46 points. Now they're tied with the Rams, both good teams. At home, though, it's just, it's just different. It's not, it's not a team that when, this, when the season started, I was like, that could be a tough game in Tampa on a Sunday afternoon. I'm not scared, and I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but I'm not, I'm not in fear of Tampa Bay. I'm not scared. I'm more just excited for this game. You know, you've got all those different storylines that are going on, but... Really, it's all going to come down to what Tampa Bay team shows up because they seem to flip-flop. You just mentioned it. They flip-flop, and they have games where they blow out the Packers, and then they get blown out by the Saints, and they have tight games against the Giants. And so, like, I'm just going to be really interested in seeing which Tampa Bay Buccaneers team shows up because if they bring their A game, it should be a good game. But I think it's equally as likely that if they come out there and lay a dud, the Chiefs could really take it to them. So I'm just excited any time that you get, you know, the Tom Brady-Patrick Mahomes matchup and all the buildup that goes out throughout the week of going up to that game, it's going to be a good time. And it's going to be a good test, and who knows, maybe a Super Bowl preview? Could be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, according to DVOA, Tampa Bay was the best team overall, defense, offense, together. Uh, we go to the Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line, 913-576-7610. Not my show, it's yours. I uh, got a lot about, a, about a minute left uh, tonight, a little bit over a minute left to get all your reactions in. You can still call 913-576-7610. Again, um, it's not my show, it's yours. Red Reaction Show, 610 Sports Radio with myself, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Uh, from 573, I agree. I've been talking about Mike Kafka for a few years now, I really hope he stays and eventually takes over Randy Reed. That's just a big ask for a guy who is just upon reputation is going to get looked at and try to be stolen from by many other teams in the NFL. This is it for Eric Bieniemy as a Chiefs coach. I can promise you that. It's a really sexy opportunity in Houston. If Anthony Lynn gets fired in uh, Los Angeles, it's a really sexy opportunity there with Justin Herbert. And then, of course, other options elsewhere. Um... But Biennemi's the next guy to go. Nagy, Peterson, Biennemi, the list continues. So Kafka's sticking around knowing that every predecessor uh, got that opportunity 
it's kind of tough. You know, if they told you, hey, you can keep doing what you're doing or you can be the big guy here. You just got to move and try something different. It's tough to say you do it. Um, From the 816, Andy Reid will be our next general manager. I think that's fine, but Brett Veach is much younger and he's not going anywhere. Brett Veach has this figured out. I think that there could be a front office job for Andy once he's done coaching. But again, I don't think you have to worry about that anytime soon because Andy Reid's addicted to coaching. He's not going anywhere. Remember, tomorrow, Therese Paler joins the drive at 3.30. Pete Sweeney at 7.15 a.m. with the guys on at Fesco. Thanks to Nick Price for all your work tonight. Thank you, Justin. Always being my, uh, my right-hand man. I appreciate that. Tampa Bay Rams, halftime is over. Second half, I'm Dusty Likens. This is the Red Reaction Show. We'll talk to you next Monday here on 610 Sports Radio. Be easy, Kansas City. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.